Our God is a missionary God, and we are His missionary people. You're listening to The Scent Life, the official podcast of the Center for Great Commission Studies at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. What kind of church is your church? Sometimes we use the term a missional church or an attractional church or a mega church or a serious church. Today we want to talk about a missional church. Welcome to The Scent Life. Hey, Keelan. Hey, Scott. How's it going? It's going well, man. How are you doing? Good. How's the semester? Semester's rocking along at this point. We're back half. Okay. And so things are hopefully starting to tie up for the students. I'm sure they're all caught up on the reading. And I'm sure they are. They probably have procrastinated just like most of the professors. <laughs> That's exactly right. So we get to the end of the semester, things start to back up. Hey, this is going to be another uh, conversation about foggy words. Uh, as we think about, you know, seeing more clearly, clearing the fog so that we can try to identify uh, what a word means that we use so often uh, that we probably have forgotten what it actually means. Yeah, that's right. So if you all who are listening will remember back to our first episode of the season, we said we were going to go over these foggy words, right? And today we want to hit the word missional mm. itself. Uh, you know, I'm of the opinion at this point, the term missional is probably overused. You think? Scott, I think so. Uh, we've got to where we throw that word on all kinds of things. It happens a lot with new words that are initially helpful. I think we see them as you know clearly describing some admirable trait. And so we adopt the word. Right. And there's kind of two ways, I think, to adopt a word like that. Okay. One, you change your practices as a church to align with the definition of the word. Mm-hmm. Or two, you stretch the meaning of the word and just wrap it around whatever you're doing. And I fear we're doing the latter with that word missional nowadays. Yeah, it's like it's become the cool word, the tag word. Uh, nobody wants to be unmissional. And so they call themselves missional. We're missional this, missional that, missional small group, missional community group, missional church, missional everything. Uh, you know, the word the word itself has uh, a, a, a rich history. That's right. And it has also, like you said, it's become kind of a tagline. So we thought we'd take some time today just to give some what we believe are some parameters for using that word uh, so that, again, it's not stretched so far that uh, that those who are who are using it are perhaps squeezing into the definition of things that were never meant to be there. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. To be clear, good word. Mm-hmm. Glad we have it. Yep. Uh, just want to make sure we're using it well, uh, so that it keeps calling churches to a, a helpful ideal. Yeah. Uh, and in order to do that, and Scott used a good word there. I think parameters is the right way to explain what we're talking about today. What does it mean to be missional, essentially? And uh, it by no means is just the four things we're talking about today. I've got four ideas here, sure. by the way, that I want to throw at you folk. But it's not just the things we're talking about, but I certainly think it includes these things. And the first two uh, that we're going to hit with you, uh, I think, are uh, fairly obvious. Mm-hmm. It's the second two where I think it raises the bar a bit for some of the usage. But hopefully it becomes a helpful conversation. It helps us narrow in our field and clear up what's potentially a foggy word for us. That's right. Yeah. The first word we want to use here, the first concept is that when we use the word missional, we have to be referring uh, to a church, to a ministry, to a lifestyle that is 
faithful to the Bible. It's faithful to the biblical text, faithful to the biblical storyline. There have been those that have used the word missional almost as an excuse to go do their own thing, to like, well, the Bible's more constrictive than I want it to be, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to go out and do my own thing. I've created new definitions for words, probably branched into some more progressive liberal theologies that kind of leave the Bible behind as an old, antiquated text to go out and kind of forge new territory because we're missional. We're, We're kind of engaging this last lost frontier. But for us and what we really think the word needs to mean uh, is a concept of being faithful to the Bible. Yeah, that's exactly right. A church, in my opinion, cannot be labeled as missional if it's not faithful to the Bible's message. Now, that may sound obvious to most of our uh, listeners, but I think it's a thing. We've got to start there, right? right. We've got to start there. Biblical fidelity. Uh, I think this means that a church has to be confessional, as yep. a matter of fact. Uh, too many conversations that are labeled missional, they're just purely pragmatic in mm. nature. That kind of gets to what you were saying, Scott. They deal primarily with strategies or programs. But at the end of the day, we must realize and remember we're not talking about any mission when we say missional, at least mm-hmm. not, as, not as evangelical Christians. Right. We're talking about the biblical given. We're talking about the mission that we've been handed. And it is absolutely possible for a church to have a mission, because we talk about mission statements and everything mm-hmm. all the time nowadays, right? It's possible for a church to have a mission and not have the mission. That's right. And so we want to bring clarity back to the term by resting it on the biblical mission that we are given in Scripture. That's right. Yeah, The Bible's, I think, clear that um, Jesus says of himself, the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. Throughout his mission, we see him, uh, throughout his ministry, uh, we see him engaging in all types of activities. Certainly. Healing, helping, teaching, preaching, caring, talking. But it seems clear as we work through the Gospels and as we see the outworking through the rest of the New Testament that those who were his closest followers knew that his primary role and reason was to take the, the, the saving message of Jesus Christ to those who hadn't heard so that they could repent, so that their sins could be forgiven, and so that communities of faith could be established. So when we talk about biblically faithful in its mission, uh, using the term missional, this really is what we have in mind. Yeah, that's exactly right. There's a difference between being missional and just merely being activist. Right. Uh, And churches today, they want to claim all kinds of things as their mission, but the Bible's clear that our mission is that of, as you said, bearing witness to the gospel of the kingdom and making disciples of all nations. Uh, That doesn't mean we don't care about a lot of those other things. Gosh, no. Uh, In fact, they all pull together toward that central kind of priority for the church. And uh, and we need to hang any understanding or definition of missional on that foundational uh, truth. Yeah, if we don't, then we lose the the meaning of the word. Uh, We lose the word, and we lose the idea, and unfortunately, we may lose the ministry itself. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, Keelan, we've got another idea. So, when we think about missional as a term, uh, we also mean something that is not necessarily centered on ourselves. That's exactly right. So, this is maybe the other—I don't don't know that I want to pit them against each other, but oftentimes, you'll get from a crowd of churches a hear-hear on what we just said, Mm -hmm. Uh, but— to do that well, you also have to be sensitive to context. That's right. Uh, so it's not just biblical fidelity, or though a better way to say it may be good biblical fidelity actually calls you to yep. a sensitivity and a mindfulness of the context where you find yourself. And I think a good full use of the term missional is going to include uh, this understanding that a church needs to consider 
where it's planted and consider the context it's trying to engage so that it can do well in engaging it with the gospel. Yeah, this is actually where the word comes from. Right. It comes from this notion that a church is a missional church when uh, it takes the attitude of a missionary in its given context. So it's asking the question, God, why did you place us here? Mm -hmm. And why is here different from there, wherever there is and whatever there might be? And what is it that our church can do, our members can do here in relationship to this mission that takes seriously where we are so that a suburban church or a rural church or an urban church has the same mission but the context is different, and so we approach it perhaps with different priorities. We approach it with different ministry styles, different emphases. It could be different music style. It could be different preaching style. It could be any number of things, but we're taking seriously the context so that that shapes the way we engage in this singular mission of seeking and saving those who are lost. That's right. So in missionary speak, then, right. uh, this idea is called contextualization. Uh, that may be another word that we should do a Falky Words <laughs> episode on at some point. Uh, but for healthy contextualization to occur, a church has got to know its community. It's got to do what I would refer to as cultural acquisition. It's a big fancy way of saying uh, entering into the setting as a learner yep. and understanding both the cultural artifacts that you find and the worldview of the people that you're engaging with the gospel so that you can then communicate the gospel effectively. We're still about taking the gospel to those who yep. have not yet heard or accepted, uh, but we want to do it in a way that they understand. And that's where that idea of being sensitive to your context comes into play. Yeah, it, the, because the fact of the matter is our churches are where they are because the people around our churches need the gospel. Uh, when I uh, am asked uh, to, to go as an interim pastor to a church transitioning between one minister and the next, often you get into that situation and think people are frustrated, they're concerned, why are we here? And I try to remind them that, your church is on this street, it's in this community at this moment in time right. to reach the people who are here today, not to reach the people who used to be here 30, 40, 50 years ago, not to reach the people who are in an imaginary community somewhere else that you read a book about, about somebody else's ministry, or not to try to force your community into being something you're more comfortable with. But the fact is that God has placed us where we are for reaching our community right now. And that's what we mean by being missional. That's exactly is that right. Our current community in this time uh, is the one that needs Jesus, and our church is God's, uh, the, is the body of Christ here now. Yeah, and so one quick thing that I would suggest in relation to this, too, uh, so we, when we start talking about being sensitive to context, I think it's what a lot of pastors and church leaders turn toward, like, spreadsheets and demographic reports right. and all those kind of things, and that stuff's great. Don't don't mishear me. I use that stuff on a regular basis as well, but, but mm. um, the ethos behind the word missional itself yep. says— Boots on the ground in your neighborhood, folks. Like, right. There's no better demographic source on what your neighbors think than asking your neighbors what they think. That's right. And so you need to actually get out into the community in order to be able to be sensitive to context. It's not an armchair quarterback or an armchair demographer position that we're after here. Right. Yep. So we think about missional, right? We're thinking that uh, we have a mission. That mission is not something that we can invent on our own. It's not something that we uh, should shape because it makes us more comfortable, but instead we derive it from the Bible. 
Second, uh, missional includes uh, being sensitive to the culture and the context in which God has placed us as missionaries, uh, placed us as a church, so that we are taking and, and applying this mission to the very real world that surrounds us. And third, uh, it deals then now with sort of the outcome of this mission, right, Keelan? Yeah, that's exactly right. So biblical fidelity, sensitive to context. Now we're going to turn to two others here that I think matter. Yep. And this next one might be the one where people would fuzz up at, at the suggestions the most, I think. Some may want to part ways with me here, but I actually don't think this is said enough. Don't turn us off yet. Right, right. A church that is truly missional is one that wants to grow from harvest, not transfer. Good. Harvest, not transfer. In other words, a missional church should do everything it can to ensure its growth um, or that it grows more through conversion than just from people coming from other churches. Yeah, and you ought to know those numbers. Yeah, that's exactly right. You should know as a church how many people are coming to us from other churches. They're already Christians and they're looking for a new church home for any number of reasons. Some of those are good. Some of them are bad. Um, and how many of these people were actually, uh, they were engaged with the gospel mm-hmm. because of our, to use some of our old words uh, from a previous episode, they were engaged with the gospel mm-hmm. because of some of our outreach to those who have not yet heard or accepted. Right. And in doing so, they crossed that line of faith and they now find themselves in our church. That I think is really the aim mm-hmm. of the two last parameters that we we discussed. That's right. Yeah. And sometimes we want to ask people, right? So, people, man, every Sunday people are joining our church. That's great, right? We want our churches to grow. We want to reach more people. But we need to be able to answer the second question, and that is, how many of these people who are joining your church are coming because they're new to the faith versus how many of these people are joining your church because they're now new to your church? A church with a missional focus knows the answer to that question because their energies, uh, because their priorities, because their activities are focused on taking the gospel to those who are now becoming new to the faith. We're all surrounded by people who need to know about Jesus. And being missional is about approaching unbelievers with the gospel, with the anticipation that they will trust Christ and that we then enter into this disciple-making process with them that begins with baptism and continues through teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. A hundred percent. So, of course, the the Lord's the one that determines right. who gets saved. We know that that's true. Uh, it's a work of the Spirit. And what we're not saying here is that your church needs to go on some kind of manipulative tactic mm-hmm. to try to try to twist people arms or something to that. That's not what we're talking about here. Uh, we are saying, though, that a missional church will dedicate more resources to reaching lost people than to advertising to people that already get their language and their message uh, and potentially attract people that, mm-hmm. I don't know, may or may not be disgruntled at their, mm-hmm. uh, at their former church or at the church where they find themselves now or something to that effect. Uh, and again, uh, hear the heart behind this. We're also not saying that there's not de-churched people out there that don't need to get back into church. Of course. And we're not saying there are instances where somebody moves into a new city and now they need a good church in your city. Uh, those are all legitimate reasons for transfer growth. Mm-hmm. However, if we want missional to be our heartbeat, mm-hmm. then we need to call ourselves to a standard that is uh intensely concerned right. with uh, reaching those who've not yet heard or accepted and helping them cross that line of faith. Yeah, and it really it really impacts the way that we structure our ministries. Mm-hmm. It impacts the way that we shape our language. Um, 
because you know as well as I do uh, that it's very different to shape the ministries, uh, the structures, uh, the emphases of your church, Mm -hmm. to make disgruntled church members from another church attracted to and happy with what you're doing as a church as opposed to attracting unbelievers who are far from God uh, and the energies that go there. In fact, sometimes the reason some people would be dissatisfied at our church is because we're of the efforts and the energies that we're focused on unbelievers and getting the gospel to them, which really leads us to our number four step. That's right. So biblical fidelity, we're sensitive to the context where God has placed our church. Uh, We want to make our aim in outreach growth through conversion. Conversion's our goal here, right? We want to see people come to faith. And then finally, uh, the church needs to adopt what I would refer to as a multiplicative mindset, a multiplicative mindset. In short, we want to be about more than just our own little church here. Right. Yeah. Our communities are too big. There are too many lost people that are around us to think that our church is the only church that needs to be reaching unbelievers. And also, it's the notion that as uh, as we grow together, more people are reached uh, for Jesus, which means that a, a missional church isn't simply focused on themselves, uh, their budget, their reputation, their ministry, but rather how do we reach this entire area with the gospel. You know, we were missionaries sent overseas with the International Mission Board. One of the things that we were asked to do was to take an entire people group and ask the question, what would it be like if this entire people group was reached by and touched with the gospel? And very quickly, that dreaming, that conversation led us to the statement, we cannot do this by ourselves. That's right. And if it works, we won't be the only ones who reap the benefit and the harvest, and it won't just be our reputation that grows. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Uh, when we change our goalpost, so to speak. And this is what I'm, I'm being called a missional church to do. It should change your goalposts right. a bit uh, from, you know, <laughs> an approach that's not missional. Right. Uh, but when we change those goalposts, then a church is more con- concerned about the growth of the gospel yep. than simply about adding to their own flock. Uh, when they send their best to plant churches, then the gospel footprint begins to multiply. And so it spreads and they realize that two churches are better than one church, not uh, now seeing potentially a, a new competitor in the market. Uh, that's a, a poor way to that's think right. about gospel ministry is to see other churches as competitors instead of partners. And so this church, it multiplies internally and it multiplies externally, growth through conversion, but we want to send out our best so that we can replicate in places where we're not found. That's right. Yeah. If we think about missional uh, in in that idea, then we really are embracing this notion of the Great Commission. That's right. Uh, which is where uh, missional gets most of its uh, kind of uh, uh, traction. Mm-hmm. And and so the Great Commission then is a call to make disciples of all nations. And as we do that, then it requires this cooperation. It requires this uh, requires this joint participation as we together. Uh, engage in uh, God's mission in our community. So we're not just singular focused. That's right. Uh, and the key to all of this, and the reason that we wanted to talk about this word missional, is because, as Keelan just mentioned, uh, being missional and adopting a missional mentality ought to change the move, the finish line for your church. That's it right. Ought to, it ought to adjust the track that you're running on. Mm-hmm. Uh, not you don't want to adjust the definition of the term so that your uh, your ministry fits within that. 
I'm reminded of an old Peanuts cartoon where, uh, you know, Charlie Brown uh, walks up and Lucy is, or, or somebody's shooting arrows into a wall. And they shoot arrows in the wall, and then they grab a can of paint and they go, and then they draw the, the target around the arrows. <laughs> yeah, he says, well, what are you doing? Exactly right. He says, well, this way I make sure that I'm always hitting uh, the target. And our conversation today is not about painting a target around the arrows you're already shooting, but rather helping you to identify the target and that you can adjust your aim so that we can be on mission and reach more people for Jesus. So, you know, that's exactly right, Scott. And that's kind of the heartbeat for us here, actually, at the Center for Great Commission Studies. So if this is a thing you're hearing and you're thinking, hey, we, we're actually interested as a church in thinking about how we can uh, live up to this kind of definition of missional, that's a big piece of what we do here at Southeastern through our Center for Great Commission Studies is help you think well about how to do this kind of work at your church. And so if you're interested in figuring out how do we assess our church to see if this is something that uh, a standard that we hold or what are some ways that we could think better about how to engage in this kind of gospel ministry, uh, then feel free to reach out to us in the Center for Great Commission Studies at Southeastern. We'd be happy uh, to talk with you more about what it what it would look like for you to engage in this kind of stuff and and maybe take steps toward a, a fuller and better understanding of missional in your own uh, your own church and in your own context. And so feel free to reach out to us. You can do so, of course, uh, by emailing me or emailing us at the center. You can find all of our contact information on our website at thecgcs.org. That's thecgcs.org. And so we hope to hear from you. And if this has been helpful for you, feel free to share this with others. You can do so by sending this through social media. You can find us on all the social media platforms. You can also find us at all the places where you find your podcasts. So feel free to subscribe and, and share. And we hope, again, that this has been beneficial. And we hope that you'll join us next time on The Sit Line. The college at Southeastern believes that God is at work in this generation, calling out Christians to leverage their lives for the Great Commission. That's why we train students biblically, theologically, and vocationally in community to give their lives for the cause of Christ. In spring 2024, Southeastern will be hosting its annual GO Conference, designed to train, challenge, and mobilize college students for the Great Commission. Invite your college group to join us on campus on February 9th and 10th Save the date and sign up for next year's conference at thegoconference.com.